Heroic heroes and swamp clowns, that's right. Today on Right, Right, and Wrong. I'm wrong. And this is Right, Right, and Wrong. My name is Luna. I'm Casey. And that's the show. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Welcome to Right, Right, and Wrong, the literary talk show where we rate the wildest new finds and dusty old relics of the literary world. Each episode will feature a common trope, otherwise known as a cliche, and an uncommon literary work, or a uh, literary work. Okay, I take that back. A written work, something that someone wrote down at one point. Someone could be pretty much anyone ever. It could be like a book or a fan fiction or maybe like a really weird academic paper if we feel mm-hmm. up to that. Yeah. We're not going to limit ourselves to really anything. So that's cool. Or, you know, what's even longer than those? The story part of a recipe page. This is true. That's always like, when I was born on a cold, cold winter night, northern Italy, and also my husband. And then you scroll all the way to the bottom and it's just a website credits. I know, it's like tomato soup. Either way, we will rate these tropes and written works right. Yay. Or wrong. See how it works where it doesn't. And then at the end, we're going to finish it up with uh, my favorite section, OT Podcast. We'll explain that a little bit more when we get there. We're going to start this show out by introducing ourselves a little bit more than just our names. So, Luna, what do you do? (laughs) I'm a middle school English teacher, but on Fridays, I'm an elementary school English teacher. I like to write stories. That's hot. I like to do art stuff. Mm -hmm. I like to learn instruments. Mm -hmm. And I like to collect way too many hobbies for me to finish any one of them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I finish things. Mm -hmm. Usually not. That's true. I know this. I get distracted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Casey, what do you do? Drugs. Just kidding. Drugs are for thugs. And pugs are for hugs. And mugs are for your drugs to drink. I don't like pugs. They just got a lot of snack going on. Okay, one, that's offensive. Two, what do I do? What? Okay, so I like to write. That's cool and fun, and I'm never going to stop doing that. And um, take so many supplements that I could die. And <sighs> eat peanut butter, even though I'm allergic to it. There's a lot of people that do that, I'm sure. But not? Yeah, not deathly. So we're fine. I'm also allergic to almonds, and I eat those too. They don't taste very good, but that doesn't stop me. <laughs> also, they make my mouth bleed. That's sounds horrible it's really there's no winning with almonds not worth it at all nope i've got a weird question for you though okay i'm ready how many cups of coffee do you think you could drink before your heart exploded okay so the thing about that is that as i may have mentioned i take a lot of supplements because my body is weak and frail so like two and a half (laughs) i tried to drink espresso one time and like i almost died i was in italy so i was like this is what my people do right because i'm italian guys (laughs) haha something else that i do is be italian badly i'm a great italian (laughs) can you speak italian Mm, lampara that means lamp all right she's fluent 
and I could say bad words, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, should I do that? Nah. Mm. Keep going. You like three, maybe? Gotcha. I have a weird question for you as well. And this is exactly how I phrased it. You can see this. Yep. Cereal equals gazpacho equals soup? Question mark, question mark, question mark? Question mark, question mark, question mark. So what do you think? Um, I don't know what this means. I don't even know what gazpacho is. I just know it's a food name because it was on chowder. That's funny because that's also a type of soup. Um, so gazpacho's cold soup, right? So is cereal a soup uh-huh. when we take gazpacho and make it the middleman? Okay, okay. Then that raises the question, what is a soup? Is it anything floating in a liquid? Is it... Hold on. What? Soup definition. This is going great. We're really doing our literary uh, podcast really well so far. Oh, yes. Soup, a liquid dish typically made by boiling meat, fish, or vegetables in stock or water. Ooh. Okay. So you got to have broth. (sighs) But milk. It's got to have broth. Or almond milk if you want your mouth to bleed. No. coconut milk if you want It can be a cream soup, but it has to have vegetables and or meat. So cereal is not soup. Okay. All right. You win this round. Unless your cereal is just like real messed up. All right. Now let's talk about tropes. (laughs) (laughs) What's our trope for this week? Casey? Our trope. Oh, me. I'm the trope. Just kidding. It's not me. It's heroic heroes. Their only crime is caring too much. Boop. So like every pro tag of every teen YA novel. Yeah. So what is a heroic hero? It's not like a hard and fast trope where where there's like one it's hard to explain. So I feel like a good looser summation is like characters that can do no wrong except by accident. Or counteroffer characters that the author has a really big crush on when they're writing. <coughs> Percy Jackson. <coughs> and I'm looking at you. <clears throat> what? Well, to be fair, he did write him really well. What, who are you talking about? Rick Riordan. Oh, oh sorry. I thought you meant uh, <coughs> Rick Riordan. Oh, yeah, that's the one. So right off the bat, I got a wrong for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's correct, though. I want to ask sort of your opinion on this trope okay so heroic heroes basically in my mind are heroes that when presented with badness or like the option to do bad they never ever choose it on purpose yeah well, the only time yeah. that they would ever do something bad is by accident i'm thinking like when harry accidentally used sectum sempra on draco in harry potter like mm-hmm. he didn't mean to like rip his chest open but like that's just what happened i didn't read harry potter so i'm gonna trust you on this okay i yep i realized as soon as i started that i shouldn't have been making a reference we're trying not to do that folks so that no one is lost in the mud it's fine as long as you explain what happens in layman terms okay harry be like Hoo-hoo, and then draco be like ah and his chest opens up harry uses a spell he doesn't know what the spell does and it's like real violent and then he's like oh my god i did so bad i did such a bad thing (laughs) okay i like the uh wisconsin accent there that's how harry talks in my head i know he's from like the other land the other country (laughs) the the other one (laughs) that's the one 
uh, you know, okay. everyone from a far off place. The place that shall not be named. Yeah, that's the one. See, it's the he who must not be named lives in the place that shall not be named. The motherland of America. America's mommy. I should stop. Uh, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, I was going down a dark path. So anyway, that's sort of where where I place these people. It sounds like the way it's written means they don't do anything wrong. But by caring too much about doing good, they can accidentally do bad things. Not like doing things on accident just because like, whoops, I accidentally did something because I wasn't paying attention. I mean, like they do something wrong because they tried too hard to be good. I think I, I, I do think these characters have like. This is why it was hard for me to describe it at the beginning is because I think there's some, like, leeway in this trope. Like, you can have characters that, like, are characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have heroic heroes that are, like, not dumb, you got someone who's good and smart. That's, like, way too OP. <laughs> that's true. But they're, I mean, they, they exist. I wanted to throw it in the air, though. So there's this dichotomy of good and evil that I hate because, like, boring. I hate pure evil characters. I'm like, that's the most boring villain in the entire world. Like, I'm evil just to be evil because I like being evil. I'm like, okay. Yeah, sometimes I think it's fun if you do it well. I don't know. Like, that's why I feel like Umbridge was a better character. I'm doing it again with Harry Potter. (sighs) I feel like that's a universal one that I can talk about that, like, a lot of people will understand. But basically, like, pink principal lady was a dick to everybody mm-hmm. and super manipulative mm-hmm. is more mean and scary than actual villain who like eats unicorns and like kills people you know i've never heard anyone say that voldemort eats unicorns but like you're right <laughs> my brain was immediately like he does not and then i thought about it and i was like he does <laughs> that's actually true <laughs> but anyway i was wondering if this was like a pure good scenario which I find to be a wrong, <clears throat> a mm-mm-mm. That's how I just hit my face on my mic yet again. I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like in, I'm going to say Kingdom Hearts, main character Sora. He is perfect. He's a perfect sunshine boy. He takes care of everyone in the way that he should. He's super nice. And he always comes up with a way to do the right thing. Even if like, it seems like there's nothing that you can do. His flaw is caring too much. He cares too much about everybody else that he neglects his own feelings and has trouble, you know, dealing Mm. with the stress of that. Yeah, that's a really good example. I haven't read Kingdom Hearts, but like the way that I've just heard him described, he seems like a pure good sort of a dude, Mm -hmm. which uh uh-uh. I rate that a big old uh uh-uh. No, thank you. I'm going to say it's a very good positive 100% yes. Oh, my God. Okay, well, let's fight. Just kidding. Let's not. I would never fight with you. Then I guess we chose well for this episode. I'm right and you're wrong. (gasps) (gasps) So something else I have (laughs) on uh, here is don't or rarely kill. I'm slapping a big old right on that. That's like the, the trolley problem. What's the trolley problem? You know, there's there's like two tracks. One person's tied up on the other one. Like five is tied up on the other. And you have to choose one track. So you you either kill the one with five people on it. Kill the one with five people. You murder that family yourself. You either go on the one 
track with five people on and kill all of them or kill the one person on the other one. See, I love what you're talking about lends itself directly to a heroic hero being like, I'm going to save them all. And then they do. And they find some way to save them all. It's the orphans or your girlfriend. (laughs) No, it's the orphans and my girlfriend. Wait. (laughs) And I also don't like the idea of like cool killings. Cool killing. Do explain. Listen, like, like, okay. So, like, you're trying to establish a character as being cool or badass or something, and they just, like, fucking kill someone. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are we going to cuss on this one? Oh, yeah. This is right, right, and wrong, baby. All cussing all the time. Fuck! All right, then. I'm not going to hold back no more. Yeah, yeah. Don't hold back. So, gratuitous killing. (laughs) So, I, I like the idea that these heroes, like, it's a big deal for them to not kill because I think it is a big deal. Mm -hmm. But I will say, sort of in the same vein, I have it in big capital letters wrong when villains, not villains, when heroes don't kill people who need to be killed. Nerds out there. Where are my nerds? Where are my nerds? You remember Avatar The Last Airbender? Who am I kidding? Of course you do. So Aang, main character, bald little boy, has to kill Ozai, big buff man, who is villain. But when Aang like didn't kill Ozai, I was like, oh my God. And it was like a whole big like conundrum. I was like, you're saving so many lives by killing this one person. But he took away his ability to do lots of killing. Yeah, I know. But like, if that wasn't a thing, if there wasn't like a deus ex machina, like, okay, we're going to preserve Aang's like sense of self and what, like, okay. Like if, if that didn't exist and he just like couldn't kill Ozai, like, ooh, everything would have been bad still. I do remember seeing in this comic book or it was a cartoon i don't remember there were still shots but it was the hero dude who had backed the villain into a corner like the edge of a cliff and he was like if you kill me you'll be just as bad as me don't you think and then the hero with the gun was like no and then he shot him he fell off the cliff. <laughs> i love that See, that doesn't sound like a heroic hero. That sounds like dimensional hero. Like a good hero, yeah. Doing what they need to do. <laughs> I definitely laughed a lot when I first saw it too, so yeah. That's just like good writing, good subversion of expectations. Yeah. That is that is juicy. I wanna I wanna turn your attention to another trope within this trope. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Keep your reward. The only reward I need is this feeling right here. Or <laughs> conversely. The real heroes out there are the moms and dads and all the children. And the firefighters. And the firefighters and the teachers and the librarians. Yeah. It sounds like 80s cartoon, like old version of He-Man and She-Ra that's like, yeah. at the end where they're like, don't do drugs. <laughs> Always tell the truth and do your homework and that kind of thing. Yeah. Something else that I wrote down is that these heroes are generally not tempted by power, money, or like sex or anything like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I like heroes that I relate to. So if this hero is like, keep your reward, I'm like, who, what, where did you come from? It's like real OP, man. Yeah. It's like, we just need this guy to be really nice because he's the main character. So sorry, he's the wrong one. OC. Okay. Well, you're fired. Damn it. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. It's Casey show starring your host, Casey. Yay. I didn't mean for that to turn into the Muppets, but it did <clears throat> psych oh you got me well damn it now i don't remember what i was gonna say ha ha i got her she's been pranked p-r-a-n-q-u-e-d pranked <laughs>
Okay. Oh, we'll see when heroes have vices. It makes them seem more human, seem more Mm -hmm. relatable, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. usually it's a lot better for comedy. Your hero gets their big reward at the end of it, and the person giving it's like, but you probably don't want this reward because you're such a good person. And then your hero's gonna be like, fuck no, man, give me that gold. Bitch, I'll take that gold. I gotta buy myself a a hero thing oh wow that joke started wow, out that strong good. <laughs> and it ended really weak <laughs> thank you so i'm really creative you killed that one but the hero didn't <laughs> okay I, I saved it in the end debatable so wrapping up how do you feel about this although i'm pretty sure i know how you feel though i feel good i feel like this could be the start of something magical between us how do you feel about this trope? Is it right or wrong? Uh, it's difficult. I know I pretty much only said negative things. You got to give it a yes or no. All right. I, well, I got to give it a right or wrong. I'm going to give it... It's basically the same thing. I'm going to give it a tentative wrong. No tentative. I'm going to give it a wrong, Luna. Permanent. A permanent wrong. But... I think with anything that I say is wrong in the future, you can give it a hey, soft hey, wrong. Oh my god, that's the same thing as a tentative wrong with less syllables. No, it's not. You can't change it later, but it can okay. be like a. It's a soft wrong. There you go. Here's the thing: all my wrongs are going to be soft wrongs, probably. <laughs> but that means is like, it's a wrong, unless you do it oh so right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can take this trope and use it to your advantage. That could be said for any one of them. I know, but I feel like I have to say right. it. we got to give an arbitrary yes, no Fine. I give it a wrong. I give it a wrong. What about you, Luna? I like it. I like it. I'm going to give it a right. Just because my main reason, the character I talked about earlier, Sora, he's a sunshine boy and I love him <laughs> so much. Okay, that makes sense. Um, also, you were really right earlier when you said that we, like, pegged the right, I'm right, I'm wrong. Because, like, yep, yep, that was a self-fulfilling prophecy. All right. Now let's get some words up in here. Music. Music. Yeah. All right. So the written work that we found this time, well, I found it, and Casey... I don't know. Regretfully said yes. Yeah. 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 I also regret reading it. It is called Swamp Clown by Kelly Tippett. Swamp Clown is a self-published 84-page book created through CreateSpace, an independent publishing platform. I have the synopsis here. May I read it? Good madame. Give it to me. When 18... A young plain face of the small town of Clownstown must battle a swamp clown. Winning the fight earns the right into adulthood and to become a clown. Caroline, age 19, is well past the age to fight thanks to her overprotective, overprotective being two words, now to fight. She must run away from home. But will she go through with it and brave the rite of passage? If she does, will she win and earn her clown face or will she lose and be eaten? That's it. So that right there just sounded horrifying. Not just like as in like a psychological horror, just but like bad. So horrible. It's bad. For context, before we get started on the the meat of this book. So Clownstown, right? Clownstown, which is 
like an A plus name. It's okay. Love it. I have that written down as a definite right because that is the best part of this book is that this author was like, what do I name my town full of clowns? <gasps> Clownstown. 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 I also want to uh, mark that they changed the name of Clownstown like a couple times. Oh, yeah. It definitely went from Clownstown to Clownstown. But like, I think that that was just I'm going to say it's Clownstown and that that cl every other version of it in the book was just a typo because I want it to be Clownstown so bad. So I really, really tried to find out if this person is a native English speaker. Like I, I Googled Kelly Tippett mm -hmm. hardcore, hardcore. I could find nothing. Yeah. Cause I like, I don't want to make fun of her if she's not a, a native English speaker for like having bad grammar. Right. Like if you're doing typos and you're out here trying your best to like write something in a language that isn't your first language, kudos to you. That's awesome. Hell yeah. If this is your first language and you wrote this book, I have some questions. I want to know how this person thinks and then I want to leave immediately. Yeah, probably not. It's not great. Okay, another thing. I'm sorry. We're going to get into this, I promise. But uh, we're not here to drag anybody through the mud. Like, it's really hard to, to put your work out there for people to read. So before anything else, like... I respect you, Kelly Tippett, for having a story idea that is unique. That is awesome. But you did put it out there for people to form opinions on. I might have some comments on some things that you choose to do. Okay, we got to start with the first sentence. We start off with a, with a thick, thick run-on, and we're playing the pronoun game. You want to read it, Luna? What kind of clothes are good to fight a swamp clown in she had pondered before getting dressed in baggy jeans and a tight black shirt? All right. Now imagine that for 84 pages. So it was me reading that out loud was very hard just because there's no punctuation besides the period at the end. So I have no idea what intonation am I supposed to have when I read this out loud or in my head? Yeah, there's like it's not italics for the thought or like anything and also like i've noticed that badly written stories always start with if it's a girl anyway and sometimes dudes what they're wearing oh my god and yes. also i want to say it does not introduce her until the second page like it starts talking about her but it doesn't tell me who the hell it is yeah no caroline like the name caroline does not come in it is a whole lot of the pronoun she game. starts talking about what she's doing and then she she goes on a tangent about swamp clouds and then the next page starts with let's get back to caroline which is the first time they say her name yeah it's like who the fuck is caroline <laughs> you're reading and it's like it, okay i want to point out right here it says again comma none of them jabath what the hell does that mean j apostrophe bath i think it's a typo but it is a specific looking typo None of them jabath, unless by accident when it rains, and that doesn't truly wash away their grime or make them smell any better. Points for redundancy. <laughs> jabath. <laughs> jabath. I'm going to start uh, peppering that into my conversations every day. Oh, man, I'm so tired. I just want to go home and jabath and go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to take a nice, warm jabath. <laughs> a bath? No, a jabath. It's different. God, didn't you read Swamp Clowns? Grr. 
That's about what a swamp clown is. <laughs> it would take another book to describe them more than that. But the reason she fought one is in this following tale. I had that double underlined. Okay, this in itself is a trope when it's like, we could spend a whole other book talking about that, but we don't have the time. One, this is 84 pages long. You do have the time. She also does explain what a swamp clown is later. Yeah. And it's only like two pages. And then we get back to Caroline. And then it goes straight into saying she had eight years of gymnastics, 13 years of karate, three years of boxing, and two years of fencing. She was even in the Girl Scouts oh, for a few yeah. years. Which, why does that matter? And got many badges in roping, camping, and fire making. Because uh, Girl Scouts are badass. So in the next paragraph down, we have the most fan fiction description. She's like, here's my entire outfit. Jeans, a blue t-shirt, a hooded red sweater in case there was a night chill. A pair of her favorite no-show socks. And then, of course, a white bra and panties. This will really help us visualize Caroline. Yep, you wear an underwear. You needed to tell me that. Otherwise, I would have thought she wasn't. And then, wait, wait. She shoved them in the Hungarian soldiers' World War One green canvas knapsack <laughs> her dad got her off the internet for $15. Guys, First of all, guys, it would not be $15 if it was that old. I Okay, a lot of things. One, for all my writers out there, like, you don't need this much description ever. Nobody cares. We want the action. We don't care what Caroline is wearing. We don't care that she's wearing panties or her dad got her. Like, even if you want to talk about this Hungarian soldier's World War One green canvas knapsack, like, that's fine. We don't need to know that her dad got it off the Internet for her for $15 unless it is integral to the story. It is not. Spoiler. If you wouldn't care in real life, why do you think mm -hmm. someone would care in, like, literary life? But, 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 but you skipped over this line right here. Celebrity karate clowns. That's true. She has posters of celebrity karate clowns, meaning in this in this world that this author implies is our world. There's some karate clowns out there. There's famous ones. Famous karate clowns with posters. Like some sort of K-pop idol. I, I don't like this. Yeah, but K-pop is karate mm. pop. And they're clowns. It's the worst. Ooh. So the next part. So like in her memory, her mom and herself, I guess, are in traditional female clown garb, which is essentially red and white polka dotted dresses and beehive hair. Mm. Mm. Like the most horrible that was invented during the hairspray era. The hairspray Beehive era. hair. The hair Nope. The era spray. Nope. Okay. Nope. I'm sorry. The aerosol era. The air aerosol. But it, like the beginning is era. And you know what I mean? You like that? Mm. You like it's it? It's a little weak. One of my favorite lines comes in like the next sentence. She um puts on lipstick, right? And she's straightening up her back in good posture. Again, points for redundancy. She turned away from the mirror and whispered aloud, Goth clown it is. I'll say it a little louder. Goth clown it is. Black lipstick means goth. Don't you know? <laughs> Plus, goth clown? Goth clown. I think those are called mimes. Oh my god, you're right. Oh my god. Aren't they? Luna. What? 
You're right. They're goth. They look sad, usually. Oh, my God. They don't talk. Oh, my God. And they're in black and white. Goth clown it is. I say that every morning. Oh, no. Let's keep going. Chapter two. First, I want to say, you don't need a chapter break just to get out of your... What is it called? Your flashback? Room? Oh, yeah. You just left the bedroom, and the ne- next chapter starts with going down the stairs. It, I, yeah, I don't know why she decided that, like, chapter one, like, oh, yeah, this was meaty enough. She had a flashback and uh, put on panties. I don't get it. Also, the first line, it says, downstairs, Caroline placed her knapsack on the floor. She spells knapsack here. N-A-P dash sack. A sack full of sleeping, a sack full of naps. Yep. And she does this for the rest of the book. And every time I saw it, it took a year off my life. Casey, I'm going to have to ask you to read this book a couple more times. Oh my God. You Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> so she goes down and she's going to talk to her mom. She's doing dishes, which is the most like stereotypical mother thing to do in the 40s. Yep. And she does that thing. Hold on, I'm just going to read the sentence. Startled, her mother spun around. You scared me for a second. She put a hand (laughs) over her heart. What did you say? Yeah, that, that. What is this lady? She's a stereotype. La-da-da-da-da-da. Stereotype. Yep. She's arguing about leaving to go fight this clown, and her mom's like, no. I'll, I'll read this one. Ending the conversation before even began, her mother glanced downward and turned back to doing dishes. One, before even began. That, yep, that in itself is (laughs) just the worst. And second, it did begin. Yeah. The conversation did begin. I love this because it's in the middle of this conversation. Right. Because, like, it did begin already and it continues on. She ended the conversation before it began in the middle of it and then continued it right after Also, though, I need you to remember, her mom is in full tattooed clown face. Right. It's like those people that get makeup tattooed on their face. It's not like it is. (laughs) You see. Hold on. (laughs) You see, Clownstown pretty much operated like any other town in the United States, but had its own cultural laws. It is, in fact, a town in the United States, according to Kelly Tippett. It is a town that is visitable. I don't actually think that that's true, but according to Kelly Tippett, the mythos she's trying to give us is that in the United States, one, they respect cultural law. (laughs) Two, they respect the cultural law of Clownstown. Clown town. Oh, no, no, no. Look at it. Look at it on the page. Clownstown. It says Clownstown. Mm -hmm. Yes. Other places says Clowntown. I like Clownstown. So I'm going to say Clownstown. Take you down to Clowntown. Take you down to Clowntown. Oh, no. I still like Clownstown. I still like Clownstown. (laughs) I like the next line, though. It was and still is a small town settled by clowns and for clowns. That, again, she's implying that it is a real place. At this point, we've established that there are cannibal clowns in the U.S., probably in, like, podunk bumfuck U.S., which is, like... I don't know. I live in the Midwest, so, like, it could be around where I live. It's possible. If I stray too far into the woods, I will find myself in Clownstown. Possible. That is the worst thing I ever could ever think. I want to pose you a question something worse, though. 
Okay, lay it on me. Like a blanket, like a warm blanket of words. So, when she says settled by clowns, where did they come from? That's... Where are these settlers from? There's another continent. Oh my god. And it's all clowns, all the time. What was their reason for immigrating to the U.S.? Was it like the Irish running out of potatoes? They ran out of food. They ran out of people. So they ate each other. Yeah, they ran out of people. (laughs) Um, No, the the cannibalism thing didn't start until the Great Flood, which was in uh, the U.S. I don't know. What the hell do clowns eat? What'd they run out of? God, I don't know. Souls of the innocent? Balloon animals? Yeah, probably one of those. And then the last bit of the info is that when the kids die, they are taken back to the Swamp Clown's village, deep into the marsh and eaten what the fuck i know if they are not eaten right away they are taken back to the swamp clown's village deep into the marsh their bodies are stored in a salt house what the fuck one how do you know that's a good question. Like, we learned a little later that there were, like, two clown factions and there was, like, a great flood or whatever in the past, which is just the weirdest thing. But, <laughs> but... Just to happen in the middle of the U.S. Just the weirdest thing to happen. But, um, basically, the, the cannibal clowns are like, okay, farmer clowns, like, give me your children. And if they're strong, then they can work on the farms. But if they're weak, they're our food. And the farmer clowns were like, that seems fair. The other option is that, like, when there was that craze of people that, like, dressed up as clowns on the side of the street, like, some of them got really, really into it, and they formed this community, and the Great Flood happened, like, immediately, and so, like, this has all happened in the course of a few years. Hmm, Don't like that. Let's keep going. Fine, comma, Carolyn screamed and slammed the door when exiting the house. That's fun. Chapter three, I actually like... The first sentence. Dusk saturated the sky in colors of cotton candy blue and candy apple red over Clownstown. Like, uh, 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 it says Clownstown. It does say Clownstown. I'm going to say Clownstown because it's Clownstown in my heart. I like that. Like, yeah, okay, it's a little redundant because we use cotton candy and candy apple. But like, it gives you fair vibes. I get a mental image. Like, I thought that was, that was okay. Yeah, that was good. And I felt like it was worth noting. <laughs> so later on in this page, um, This is like really, really small Mm -hmm. and it's going to take one second to say, but basically Caroline is sneaking out and she's going like downtown. She's heading towards the bar. The sidewalks were still busy with the town's clowns window shopping. It's such a hard thing to read. If we lengthen town's clowns, it'd be the clowns town's town's clowns. That's all I wanted to say. I second that motion. Motion passed. Thank you. I don't know if that's what you say when a motion gets passed. There's like something better. Like, aye, aye. I don't know how the law works. I like the um the description of like basically anime hair colors that everybody has. Yes, absolutely. Red, blue, green, orange, black, brown, and a few others. There was even a bald one out for a stroll that day. There's even a bald one. There it is. Spotted. <laughs> I like the immediate Australian accent that comes with that. Mm-hmm. You better watch out. I'm going to tattoo a clown face on and then you'll be sorry. I'm going to tell you what, you put on a clown face and you come at me, I will stab the hell out of you. Oh, no, yeah, there would be violence and there would be blood. If I see a clown in a dark alley, they could be like, hi, I'm lost. I'd be like, stab, stabby stab. I'm not a heroic hero. God, no. I feel no guilt or shame in stabbing a clown that comes up to me. It could be broad daylight. (laughs) 
I would stab the clown. <laughs> I feel like I'm incriminating myself and you're incriminating yourself. Oh, definitely. But, you know, if a clown gets stabbed and I'm a suspect, like, it probably was me. Like, I'm going to be honest. Ain't no clown incidents around me anymore. I'm good. That's true. You don't live where the clowns be. I do live where the clowns be. I could live near Clownstown. And that is the story of how I stopped sleeping forever. Can we skip to chapter four, which is arguably my favorite chapter in the entire book? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm waiting. Wait, wait. I have wait. something I wanted to point out. Uh huh. So we get into this bar that she's going to. Apparently, she gets threatened, but also hit on with the same sentence, and he pecks her on the cheek. I don't know what can we, is happening. Can we skip to she's chapter four? She's getting hit on. Yeah, she's getting hit on a lot. Come I on. really want to skip to chapter four because it's the best chapter. Fine. Yes. Chapter four, the best chapter. I just want to say, people are being dicks. They're hitting on her. They're just being nasty yeah. in general. Well, I feel like it's one of these things where it's like, rah, 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 rah. I'm a bad guy in the bar. So chapter four... One line, very short. Okay. I want to say, light on me. She be crit. Wait, she be can. <laughs> Stop. You're yeah. making me mess up. Uh-huh. My secret plan. She began to cry, but stopped. Great. Thanks. Why? That's, that's thanks. Like... That really added to my reading experience. Yeah. Awesome, Kelly Tippett. Cool. Chapter four. She also has like no sense of time. Chapter four. Yep. Yes. Okay. Chapter four is my favorite chapter, and it starts out like this. There was a chorus of the grandfather clock, the sound of clothes and towels being folded twined around Caroline's mother, Sandra, breathing as she folded those clothes. What the fuck? Should I read it again? I think I should. There was the chorus of the grandfather clock, the sound of the clothes and the towels being folded twined around Caroline's mother, Sandra, breathing as she folded those clothes. Yep. I have it written here. This sentence is so bad. Yup. That is the running oniest. If you're n- normally breathing, you don't hear it. Sandra's breathing today. Like, that's good. But I should hope so. And then this whole chapter is just Sandra, who is her mom, and Kyle, who is her dad, having a conversation. I love them. They cannot talk to each other to save their lives. He's being misogynist and she's being like, oh, stop it. Then the hover parent mode gets activated pretty bad. So they have this conversation. And instead of just being like, wife lady described it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And husband lady, not husband lady. <laughs> husband, husband man, not it or whatever. Like, she really goes through it all in dialogue. Like this thing we already saw. Start from the beginning, he said and kept his eyes on her. He learned with her over the years of their marriage that even if the topic was not important or he didn't think it merited issue to him, he still needed to look as if it was. That's just a dick move right there. Marriage tips. One. Don't appreciate your spouse. The topic's not important, but pretend like it is. The best thing to do for your relationship is lie. Yep. Yep. So here's the thing. Caroline says earlier that she'll be home by 10. They mention in this chapter that it is 6.30 p.m. Caroline has been gone for like, what, 30 minutes? Yep. But it ends with the wife in tears because, you know, women and the husband calling the police. Wait, wait, wait. I got a golden line right here. Please read it. Kyle stood up 
and asked before looking at the clock, what time is it now? So he <laughs> asked, what time is it now? And then looked at the clock. And then she looked at the clock and she told him the time. And then he looks at the clock again. Literally, these three paragraphs are, he looks at the clock. or He, he asked before looking at the clock. Sandra looks at the clock. He looks at the clock. <laughs> Wait, we got the next one is good too. With his eyes fixed on the clock, the gears in his head turned as slow as the hour hand. He's dumb as fuck. He still can't understand what time it is. He just can't figure out the time. He like never learned it in grade school. It's it's one of those circular clocks. It's not digital. He's like, I don't know what that says. (laughs) You mean analog? That's the one. I mean, there's kids now that can't read it anymore. Kids and Kyle's. Hmm. Next chapter. Next chapter. Um. I don't know how I feel about this line. You tell me good or bad. Knapsack. It's the, the first sentence. Knapsack. On the other end of the the bar perched a crow of a man. I like it. <laughs> That's the, the ringmaster, right? Who is the villain with a name like the ringmaster. But a ringmaster, just as a position, is not a clown. Oh, isn't he, though? No. No, 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 no. Yes, and Luna. Also, I like that we meet Mike in this chapter, the bartender whose nameplate mm-hmm. read Mike. And then she says, thanks, Mike. Mike took a second glance at her, then looked down at his name tag. Oh, smart girl. Nope. Just able to read. We call him Ringmaster for obvious reasons. The top hat and mustache mainly. I guess they weren't that obvious. Also, why are you introducing people at your own bar? That's weird. Saying a dating service. If we scroll, I'm, I'm going a little further down. So this chapter is basically the introduction of the clowns who are going to be here for the next like few pages. So we have Roscoe, the cowboy clown, Barry, the rodeo clown, Doc, the nurse's aide clown. <laughs> the, mm, that's really weird. And Wrench, the mechanic clown. Who could have guessed that? Are there mechanic clowns in the real world, though? I'm pretty sure that's not what is real. Also, like, we find out later that these are supposed to be farming clowns, and I have not seen one mention of a farm or a farmer clown. A single farmer. Yeah. Are they really farmer clowns, Kelly Tippett? Nope. Ah, I don't think so. And then the next person they introduce is the love interest. Because you need one of those. Of course. Johnny was a young buck age 21. I love how he's described. This one's a nurse's aide. This one's a, this one's kind of gross looking. And then there's this hot, hot, hot clown man. (laughs) You just ruined it. (laughs) Not that the beginning of the sentence was very good, but like still. This is a cowboy clown. Hot, hot, hot. He's just a hot, hot. Hot cowboy clown. He chases lost cattle, checking holes in fences, mostly breaking horses. I'm reading this right off of the page, by the way. Like I would argue and say, here's your farmer. Oh, fuck, you're right. Anyway, um, just to recap, the ringmaster is is the crow man clown. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's trying to be like, you got to go fight that clown. She's like, I want to. And he's going to be like, mm, well, I'll take you go do it. And she snaps out of it by saying, I'm ready. I have the karate trophies to prove it. <laughs> you sound like such a 12 year old. Love that. I want to use that 
whenever someone tells me to do anything. So I'm ready. I have the karate trophies to prove it. The ringmaster is trying to like piss her off and be like, you can't kill this dude, this swamp clown. Also, you should really do it, though. Right, he's trying to spite her. His grin outlined in a blood black tattoo. Like, pick one. You can't be red or black. <laughs> Stretched more than before. It was ear to ear. That's a big old grin. Also, what? what wait, wait, wait. Oh, whoa, whoa, this what? line right here. The young, innocent maiden who appears sitting before you there, fresh from her mother's silky colored bosom. That's not where babies come from, my friend. Babies don't come from the bosom. I don't know what how you were born, but I was squeezed out of my mom's boobs. Yeah, okay. I mean, unless <laughs> unless he's basically saying, like, you were just eating off your mommy's titties. Probably. It's probably what she was going for. Unless she thought bosom was like womb. At this point, it could be either. Anyway, what this ends up with is she's like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it tonight. And all the bar dudes, all the bar clowns. Um, agree to take her, including Johnny, the love interest, which like also Johnny is like the most stereotypical hot guy name from the 40s. You know, I'm Johnny. I like to sing my lonely songs with my guitar by the fireside and my cows. And <laughs> my cows. So you're not that lonely, Johnny. So then we get chapter six, right? And for like paragraphs, it's just Johnny and Caroline yes. smiling at each other. Did you count? How many times they smile at each other. They grinned a little bit and then their grins fully became smiles, but they looked away before they could see that about each other. And then they looked back. And then they looked at each other again. Yeah. And then they looked away under the lamplight and it made it look like stars. And then they looked away. So let's see. I'm going to count. I'm going to count paragraphs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so eight paragraphs of them basically just smiling at each other. And driving a lot of needless directions. Yeah, and they're they're in the back of a pickup truck. And Caroline says, are you trying to figure me out? And Johnny says, what? Because <laughs> they're in the <laughs> back of the pickup truck. They're driving in the back of the truck. <laughs> they're like in the truck bed. I, and it's extremely windy when you do that. So you yeah. can't hear shit. Kelly Tippett did it. Kelly Tippett finally got one <laughs> right. Yes, but later they were like whispering to each other before the car stopped. So it's still windy as hell. No continuity. I also I love a little bit later. Um, she she said like she noticed him looking at her earlier. He says, "Oh no, it's nothing like that. It's just kind of an awkward feeling I have. And to be honest, it's even more awkward now. Like way to be super cheesy. My first thought, I'm gonna be honest, was boner." Oh, I was thinking more like, oh, maybe I like you. Oh, see, I definitely Your thought... Your going straight to the gutter, man. He popped a bee. <laughs> I have not heard <laughs> that before, and I don't like it. You don't like it? Well, now I'm only going to use it. Ha ha. The joke's on you, Luna B. Oh. Now your name is not. ruined. Your name do is not. ruined. <laughs> what was that? Can you say that one more time into the microphone? no. He's scatting. Um, let's keep this party rolling because chapter eight, Ringmaster wants her to lose. Here's Ringmaster's plan: tie Caroline to a fucking tree. Yep, so she can't run away. His plan is to be like, and this is what actually happens. He's like, me, 
the clown council decided we wanted to uh, change the rules. And okay, the council. <laughs> Casey, I did it. You made a good joke. Yes. Good job. Yeah. Oh, I did it. Oh, yeah, I did it. And they're trying to hide this big old lie from Johnny by having Ringmaster make him go pee with him. <laughs> That's what it says. I'll make him go pee with me so he can watch for swamp gators. Swamp gators! And when I come back from the woods, he won't be with me. He's gonna kill him. But then he doesn't do that, and Johnny just fucking helps. <laughs> All right, I think we should skip a little further ahead. Yes. Um, to pan the future. The ringmaster's like, yeah, clown, so change the law and caroline's like well sense to me makes this i really messed that up <laughs> well sense to me Shut up. <clears throat> but the ringmaster goes do you know how the swamp clowns came about no i just thought they always were said caroline well roscoe and i will give you the story in a nutshell and i shit you not out loud he tells the entire swamp clowns origin story right now buckle your seatbelts, folks because this is one big nutshell Kind of mix my metaphors there. <laughs> the town was settled by clowns. From where? Who knows? I want to clarify. This flood happened for apparently a few years. Oh, shit. That doesn't happen. That's not how nature works. And so people were like, I don't know, let's grow our own food. And then the other ones were like, I just want to eat people. What was that? Can you say that one more time? I want to eat people. Thanks. I don't know the fact that this is supposed to be like a cultural thing but nobody knows anything about swamp clowns apparently or at least caroline doesn't you know kelly tippett i don't think i buy it jokes on you you did buy it suck suck sucker uh, mm -hmm. i did i did do that let's get to the action johnny goes look at me i'm your only friend here tonight and Caroline, who is letting herself be tied to a tree, goes, you're not acting like it because he's tying her to a tree. Also, part of the quote unquote drama is that she doesn't know she's allowed to have a weapon. Uh, why would you study fencing if you don't think you're going to have a weapon? Exactly. And then Johnny gives her like a pocket knife. He's like, take this knife. It's all I have. <laughs> don't be afraid to use it. Like, fuck you. Of course she's going to use it. Also, leave it to the love interest who's like some lonely cowboy. I got a knife on me. I got a That's knife. That's all I got. Take it. Also, though, he, like, put a soaked hand on her shoulder. His fingers lingered there a few seconds on her skin. Her shirt collar had moved under his touch, exposing the area where her neck met her shoulders. She felt the cold water drip down her chest, under her shirt. Mm -hmm. New paragraph. It rolled down at an angle across her collarbone, down to the center of her bra between her breasts. The cold drip then went under the bottom curve of her right breast, and then down to her stomach. Caroline tucked the pocket knife into her waistband. <sighs> You got some nasty swamp water going down your shirt. I know. And between your boobs and under your boobs and then across your stomach. Blah. If you really need that water drip drip in between her boobs, again, two paragraphs, maybe not the way. Like just be like, she felt it go down her boob and was like, that's hot. And that's it. And then you move on. You just you move on. Also, that's the way water moves when you're not wearing a freaking shirt. Yeah, that's true. She does have a shirt on and like, we know she has a white bra on. We know that. Hey, you know what fabric does? Absorb water. You should email Kelly Tippett. 
Okay. I'll get right on that later. Cool, please do. Chapter 10. Casey. Yeah. I need you to do me a favor. Can you read this line for me? All right. Right here. You see it? Yeah, I see it. Swamp Clown! <laughs> she screamed out with a deep voice. <laughs> Can you do that one more time? I don't think your audio picked it up. It did, did it? Okay. <laughs> Johnny froze in the water and turned no, around. He saw her like... still hunkered down in the water with her headlights back on. With her headlights back on. With the headlights on her back. She screamed again. Swamp Clown! <laughs> Swamp cloud. <laughs> this is how you lure them from voice. the swamp. He had never heard such a passionate scream for a fight before. Wait, what? Swamp clown. Oh my god. Wow. How was that? That was beautiful. Also horrifying. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, I love that scene. Okay. So then we have chapter 11. Which starts off with Sheriff Freely saw Mike right off the bat when he walked into the pub. Cool. Awesome. So we're back at the pub, which is annoying. The sheriff comes in. It says, I can read yours. You can read mine, Sheriff? I can read yours. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a typo. It could be a dialect choice that she only does for one line, which she does tend to do. You are giving her a lot of leeway here. Hey, listen. You gotta... You gotta play devil's advocate but like reverse is that like god's advocate am i god's advocate let's not get into that but the way that he arrests him is he grabs the bartender's waist and steers him through the opening at the end of the bar sexy stuff the, the sexy yeah yeah and then we jump back to caroline who is still screaming for this and then swamp and then clown. and then suddenly all was quiet from the shadows ahead of her First appeared a traditional wooden scythe. And then, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. A chubby hand with hairy knuckles holding the scythe appeared. And then she saw a red nose and dark, hairy, stained belly slowly appear into the light. And then, on this page, we begin Caroline working out multiple scenarios in her head. Which we do not need because she does not do any of them. So exciting. Let us take a trip. She starts with scenario one, which is one, two, three, four, five paragraphs. And then it goes, the second scenario flashed through her head. One, two, only two paragraphs, but they're thick. The last scenario popped into her head. That's only one paragraph. But together, that is eight paragraphs. On stuff that doesn't happen. Stuff that doesn't happen. The scenarios... None of them are working and time was running out. Cool. I have zero emotional investment because he just spent time doing scenarios. Right. And now he's just marching towards her and it's so boring. It's so slow. She literally describes every step that this clown takes. And with each step, it's like a paragraph of like, he was a fighter. She knew he was an experienced fighter because of the position of his left foot. And his pinky, it's like, nah, just get to it. Just start killing each other. Like, I don't even care who dies anymore. Oh my God. She finally starts doing things by taking a stick she found in the water. She takes her knife, cuts a little bit of a rope off, ties this knife to the stick. And now she's got a shitty spear. She does this while Swamp Clown is just standing there, which is amazing and to me. And then while he's marching towards her, she ties some rope to the other end of this spear 
And she just starts swinging it around. She makes a goddamn weapon in front of him. I might add that it says swoosh. 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 I'm a fan of onomatopoeias sometimes. I'm okay with, like, a good swoosh swoosh. At this point, this is the least of this book since. <laughs> okay. I'm going to need you to say that again. I'm a fan of what? I'm a fan I'm a fan of onomatopoeias. No. No, no, no. What did you say before? Swoosh swoosh? Yeah. I'm a fan yeah, of a good, good swoosh swoosh. swoosh. Okay. Good, a good swish swash swish swish. So she's swinging the shit around. He comes up. He raises his scythe. And swoosh swoosh. Swoosh swoosh. She uh, swings this rope around, lets it shoot towards him. It sticks in his eye socket. And he just kind of dies. Immediate death. Instant death. <sighs> and then she takes his scythe and she like cuts his head off. And then she just drops the head in the swamp. Why cut it off in the first place? Yeah, that seemed a little needlessly violent. I guess she was, uh, as you say, training for this her whole life. So that's cool, I guess. She didn't even fucking use the karate. She just chucked a spear at him. It's a good thing she used her fucking Girl Scout skills to tie a knot, though. <laughs> so the moral of the story is if you want to survive, karate don't get you nowhere. Girl Scouts? Now that's the way to kill a man. Yep. The ending? The ending. Is so unsatisfying. It's bad. So basically, like, people are getting arrested for reasons, because, you know, they're, like, all... They could have been... I don't get Swamp Clown Law, though. The officer cop? The law cop? No, the law clown is what I was trying to say. <laughs> law cop. My brain simply would not allow it. <laughs> He's like, you could have been an accessory to a murder. And I'm like, but... But is it, though? If everybody does this and, like, half the people get murdered, are the parents all accessories to murder? It's part of the culture. I just don't get I just don't get Swamp Clown Law. That is the shittiest ending. Like, cool. Is Caroline a goth clown now? Does she get her goth clown tats? What's the deal with her and Johnny? Because that what never is gets her resolved. Reaction? It's kind of like Caroline becomes not a character when the cops show up. It's like she cuts the head off the clown and then her parents are like, we love you. And the chop, cop is like, get that girl our tats. And then Johnny, like, I don't know, dives into the swamp, never be seen or heard from again. And then, like, like that's it. Mm -hmm. I read 84 pages of text for this. Da -da -da -da. Da -da -da -da. And then it ends with the end. <sighs> yep. That's how I feel about this situation. But you know what could make you feel better? Erasing this whole experience from my memory. Nope. Roti podcast. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you saying BroTP podcast or are you saying OTP? OTP, as in one true pairing. It is a slang term that the kids these days use when they're talking about their favorite literary couples. So, for example, if you are the most boring person in the entire world and you like Harry Potter and Jenny Weasley as a couple, you would call them your OTP, your one true pairing. I don't understand why you would do that because... The chemistry there is lacking. For this section of the podcast, Luna and I will decide who we think form the right and the wrong OTPs. Oh, let's go. All right. I think Caroline and Johnny are right. I'm just going to start off with the obvious one. I think they sh should have something going on, but they just didn't. It didn't happen. For me, they clicked because they're both like 
really hot, obviously, obviously. and really stupid. <laughs> it just, they were perfect. You know what I mean? They had sexual tension because of that water droplet moment. I mean, like, it was all there. All the elements were there. They grinned at each other for like eight paragraphs. I want to ask you a question. Does Johnny check off the himbo boxes? You got three things. He's hot slash beefy. He's stupid. And he drinks his respect women juice. No. He doesn't drink his... Well, I think he lives in this clown society where, like, not many clowns do respect women, as we have seen by reading this book. I think he does qualify as a himbo. Because he's hot. He's stupid. But he's gotta be beefy hot. He's cowboy. Cowboys are beefy hot. Okay, fine. He, uh creates the beef he doesn't create beef he doesn't create cows he's got to be straight 100 percent wagyu beef i think he is he nurtures the beef in the fields takes care of the beef and he is the beef amen hmm. so this himbo boy and this op girl they are our right couple for tonight well they're one of them i also i have a counter offer for a Ooh, right couple okay and that is Freely the law clown and Mike the bar clown. They were fighting though, and one of them <laughs> arrested the other. Okay, that's kind of sexy when you think about it. Okay, fine. And also, they had history. We didn't talk about this, but like, there was this weird like tangent where Freely was like, "Mike, you still gambling in here?" Like, it seemed like he genuinely cared <laughs> a little bit about about Mike. Maybe. Not to mention that waist pull. I know. Mm. That waist touch. That was arguably more sexual than the water droplet. That was a real live waist touch. Right. And leaning over the bar, getting into each other's space. I pictured that as a very sexually tense scene. Ending it with a waist touch and sort of like a an around the waist maneuver. Freely the law clown mm -hmm. and Mike the bar clown. I think that's better than Johnny and Carolyn. So is that the one we're going to use as our correct OTP, our right? Sure, okay, yeah. I'm putting it on. Don't got a lot of material to work with, though. I think that it's perfect. Who's our no TP? Here's what I'm thinking. Do you have any? Because I have two. Mom and dad. Yeah, I have them too. There's no chemistry. There's no respect in there at all. No respect. Zero respect. The only issue with them, though, they're on the same level where they're both like, stuck in this like 40s vibe i'm a woman i'm a man style where like i feel like they fit together really well in that way they fit the stereotype together right like but they're both stereotypes and so in that way they're like puzzle pieces of like a stereotype puzzle i guess the other wrong that i have is the swamp clown and caroline interesting do explain well there's no sexual tension no um unless you count adrenaline of murdering each other there doesn't seem to be much chemistry no they don't really talk um they have a very physical relationship again i would not call it a sexy one <laughs> okay but they do they are important to each other so i would call them a no tp i would call them wrong uh-huh okay the relationship that does not work the most otps can be anywhere that's the magic of OTPs. Okay, rating time. So, this story, I'm pretty sure I know your answer because it's mine too. Is it right or wrong? All right, three, two, one. Right. right. 
Really? Wait. Oh no! I was lying. I was definitely kidding. This <laughs> is wrong. Too. So it's so wrong. It's absolutely it's wrong. So very wrong. It's not. There's nothing. It's there's not nothing right about it. It's not to my taste, Kelly Tippett. There's so much wrong with it, and there's so little right to redeem it. Yeah, I can't confirm or deny that statement, but I can wink and nod a lot. So picture that. Uh, I never want to hear about this one again, unless you want to uh, tweet at us online. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, I'm never going to unremember. That's not a word. I'm never going to unremember the fact that I could walk out of my house and stumble upon Clownstown. They're in your area. Hot cowboy clowns in your area. Oh, I don't want that. Sorry, hot single cowboy clowns in your area. Oh, well, okay. Well, now <laughs> I want that. That would be okay. Thank you for listening to our show. That was a uh, right, right, and wrong for you. But I do have a question. Did we do right, right? Let us know what you thought of our show, what you liked and what we could improve on using our company's social media pages. The Cool Story Bros is our company name and use the hashtags, hashtag Cool Story Bros and or hashtag Right Right Wrong. Thanks. Bye. See ya next time. Smell you later. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Bye. Clownstown's out there somewhere, you know.